Comcast Business gives you the bandwidth you need to power all your devices. Get started with 200 megabit internet and voice for $99.99 per month. And for a limited time, we'll upgrade your speed to 300 megabits for no additional cost for the first year with a three-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 today. Comcast Business, beyond fast. Offer 3120 restrictions apply not available in all areas. New business customers only limited to Comcast Business Internet, 200 megabits per second and one voice mobility line. Regular rates apply after first 12 months. Three-year agreement required early termination fee applies. Equipment taxes and fees extra subject to change. Monthly service charge increases by $10 without paperless billing and auto pay. Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Pro Advocate Radio. Brought to you by My Advocate Center. Good morning, everyone. This is Deb Beecham, the founder and director of My Advocate Center, and you're on Pro Advocate Radio. So it's a um, it's a misty Monday morning in Atlanta, and um, I'm here with our two guests, David Boone, the president and founder of Cl- it's U.S. Clause. Clause is Civil Lawyers Against World Sex Slavery, and David, you are also a trial lawyer, well known here in Atlanta. So welcome, David. Well, thank you. We're delighted to be here, Deb. Thanks. And we have David Lester. David, you're the executive director for Clause. So Correct. Welcome. Thank, thank you, you, guys. So, um, you know, this is a this is a meaningful show for me and a topic that I never dreamed I would learn so much about. And my guess is you feel the same way. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. You know, it's a blessing to learn things, but this is a problem that lurks in the darkness and we need to bring it out in the sunshine. Absolutely. And, you know, we can read on websites, we can pick up brochures, we can hear stories in the news, but then we go on about our day. And having this conversation where we can sit face to face and talk and share a little bit of emotion about how we feel, what this does to us. And I believe that these kinds of conversations that we're having in the professional community and with advocates and bringing people together to collaborate and get more traction, this is how we're going to have the impact that we need. And, you know, I hope, you know, my kids, you know, in their generation, but that by the time they're adults, they're, they're not, um, that they're not having to stress over this and fight it like we are you know deb you're so kind to have us and as you know when my little daughter my missionary daughter came back from calcutta she explained to me that the lady that had made the t-shirt that she brought to her daddy and handed it to me she said it's very special and i said well sweetheart it is special you brought it to me from calcutta she says no daddy it's very special and i go well then the cotton is soft too and she (laughs) says daddy daddy you're not listening this is very special i said oh and well made and my little Maddie looked at me, Deb, and she held that T-shirt up when she had both of those shoulders and one in each of her little hands. And she said, Daddy, do you know that the lady that sold the T-shirt to me made it with her own hands? And Daddy, do you know if she sells three T-shirts a week, she takes home more money than if she services 20 men a night in the brothel? Oh my and gosh. I said, my goodness gracious, that is a special T-shirt. So we went to work a little bit, and my brother and I have lunch three or four times a week. We talked about this problem, and we started looking at it. And what we learned was it's, we always knew that there were 
some men with jingle in their pockets that would jump on an airplane and go offshore and do their dirty work. But what we didn't know, and by the way, Deb, since I'm a lawyer, I'll tell you that is a felony. You can't do that. As an American citizen, you cannot get involved in the sex trade, sex trafficking business, sex tourism, they call it. Right. But what happened with us is we started reading and we started learning. And there's some statewide statistics. There are federal statistics. We've met with law enforcement. We've met with legislators. But what we learned is right here in our state of Georgia, 300 of our youth are stolen from their families, from the malls, and from the schools every month. In a 30-day month, that's 10 kids stolen a month. Now, I'll tell you, that's only half the problem. And my brother's got some good statistics for you about why Atlanta is such a hub. I mean, we have, we're multicultural. We have unbelievable transportation. We are the nexus of three separate interstates. But we are, we, we are just a part of a national problem. Yeah, so the, that's a really compelling story and very emotional. I don't think that'll leave me anytime soon. But, I mean, to have our kids bringing these things to our attention. Wow. Um, you know, it's we have a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> we're gonna we we're gonna dive into it because I, I, I want to tell you a story just quickly about going in to meet with a pastor of my church, um, and he saw the work that I was doing with my advocate center. And and by the way, my advocate center sponsors Pro Advocate Radio, and you know we knew that we needed to get the messaging out there that there are a lot of people being betrayed, exploited and being set up to fail, and as families, as parents are being set up to fail, you know, in our court system, and it's not, yes, it's not the legal system so much, it's not all attorneys, or it's not all judges, people tend to want to blame judges, and, but they don't understand the games that go on in litigation, and, but the end result, what's happening is that children are being destabilized, yes, and they're more likely to develop unhealthy coping skills and to turn away from their family and kind of that these are the kids who are getting dropped through the cracks you're exactly right commercial exploitation of children is a predatory game and so to be a predatory game you have to have a weakness right, right. and what happens is this most of the children that are swept up into commercial sexual exploitation come from a home of abuse there is a phys physically abused or they're economically abused, or they're socially abused. And what my little missionary daughter says is that they have a hole in their heart. Yeah. And that these that these predators are able to fill that because they talk the talk, they walk the walk, they wear the threads, they have the jingle in their pocket, they buy gifts, and they do all kinds of things that these, especially adolescents, are really looking for because and all of our adolescents absolutely. want to be loved and right. they want to be part of something special. So we need parents to be supported and to be able to stay in their lives and available to their children. So that's why we, we drive the, the concept of um, conflict resolution and keeping families stable. And the predators... You know, there's different types of predators. The predator, there's the predators who want to see the families broken down, and they're actively working to create future inventory for the trafficking. That's trade. right. And matter of fact, just so, and this will curl your hair. Mm. And for since we're on the radio, folks don't know that your hair is straight. I'll tell you, <laughs> this will curl your hair. Do you know what these predators call our high schools and our malls? What they call it, the buffet. 
Yeah. Because they have their opportunity to pick and choose. Right. And one of the things that you've just hit on that I think is extremely important for all of our listeners, and it's extremely important for you and me, there are lots of our generation who have children and they want to be best friends with their kids. But right. that's not our job. No. Our job as parents is to be parents. If we're friends at the end of the day, glory be. But our job is to be parents. And we're parents now in a world with all kinds of, of communications and electronic gizmos and gadgets and texting and emails and those kinds of things. And I would try to implore every one of our parents listening today to know who your children are and who are they conversing with and how many electronic gizmos and gadgets do they have and what are they texting and who are they texting, what's Absolutely. the content and their emails, etc. And you know what I also want to Deb, I want to tell the children that might be listening, mm -hmm. and I want to tell the parents that are listening so that they can share this with their children. If our children understand our responsibility as parents to be parents, then our children, when we get involved with them and we say, well, let me see your telephone, let me see your cell phone, who are you interneting with, what is this email, what is this text, when we do that, instead of them think being standoffish and thinking that we're prying I want those children to know that parents are being parents. They're doing their job as parents. And maybe our children will embrace us. Mine did. And they said, thank you, Daddy. Yeah. I know you love me because you're doing this. And thank you for that. They might Sometimes they don't like it in the moment. And we butt heads every now and then. And, you know, I was thankful when, you know, I heard a report back about my daughter saying to her father, you know, why are you tre treating me like an eight-year-old? you know, about going to an event. And right. thank goodness he called it and said, well, you know what, you're not going to the event. I'm either there with you or you don't go. And that it's, you know, we, we have to be tough these days. Deb, you're so right about that. And if we put things in analogies, and that's kind of the world that I live in since I've been a trial lawyer for near 40 years. But if we put it into analogies, how do you and I as humans get over a particular disease. Well, the way we do it is the doctor explains the disease to us, and more often than not, the doctor injects a little bit of that disease into our bodies so that our body's natural reaction develops antibodies so that we don't succumb to that illness. And I think that you can think through the, sec the commercial sexual exploitation of children in a similar manner. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we are honest with our children, I'm not saying that we should scare them. But if we're honest with them, and I will give you another analogy if you just got a minute for me. Oh, and that absolutely. is, I love walking in the North Georgia woods, don't you? Oh, yes. I know my brother does because we've done it together. And especially right now as it's cool. Oh, my gosh. Every yeah. day. But you know what? We, if, if we think about it, we know that there are some predators in the North Georgia woods. As a matter of fact, we have some rattlesnakes, don't we? Yes, we do. We have a couple different kinds of poisonous snakes. Well, if we learn about those, if we take the time to learn about those predators and learn where they live and learn when they act, then we become aware of it and we can change our conduct just a little bit where maybe we work, maybe we take a walking stick. Maybe we make a little bit more noise than we otherwise would have. That's would've. a great analogy. Maybe instead of stepping on that old dead stump, maybe we walk around it. But like he said, it's not going to all happen with prosecution. We need civil litigation. Right. So when I found you on the Internet 
and scheduled that meeting to come see you that day, I was ecstatic. I mean, this is what I've dreamed of having was having, you know, a team of professionals and lawyers and using our court system to advantage to get these to get the evidence in there to show the victims that somebody is going to stand up for them and help them recover and see these offenders held accountable. And I'm being nice when I say offender. You are. Um, you are. And let's just put it in perspective for our listening audience this morning. Reuters reports this worldwide as a $150 billion business. That's with a B. Wow. And Reuters reports that 70% of the dollars involved in worldwide sex trafficking are U.S. dollars. But if I can put that into perspective here in the United States, depending on the statistic that you particularly look at, but it's at least a $10 billion problem. And that's, um, I've been told that that's larger than the Frito-Lay Corporation. Does that tell you every time oh you look goodness. at potato chips, every time you look at Lay's potato chips or Frito-Lay, just think to yourself, God bless that company and I like their product. But also take a moment to think we've got problems going on that have an economic derivative that's larger than their revenue. Goodness gracious. That's so Deb, at Claws, what we're trying to do, and my brother came up with this idea when we were at lunch talking about the horror and my law partner, Simone Sykes, who's also my life partner, but she, you know, she said, why don't you do what you know how to do? I've been a lawyer for near for almost 40 years now. And and the interesting aspect of it is we try lawsuits. But if there is that much money involved, where's the money going? And I've met with law enforcement. I told you about Sam Olin. God bless him. He's our attorney general for the state of Georgia. And he is so dedicated to this that he has hired a right arm, Kamala Wright. Mm-hmm. He hired her out of the Fulton County Prosecutor's Office to work on this particular problem. We also have some other resources that we're pulling together. My alma mater, the University of Central Florida, is considering the establishment of a center for the interdisciplinary study of these issues so that we can have sociology and psychology, criminology, political science, hospitality management. What we need to do is we need to come to partnership agreements with different areas of industry because this darkness, this terrible problem occurs with the transfer of money. Right. It, there's transportation involved. There are venues that are involved. There is upshot of the inf- of the money itself. There's so much money involved that we're watching now and we're learning that it's being funneled up and it's going. A lot of it's going offshore. Yeah. What is one of the um, the facts that you have listed on your website is that um, sex trafficking is the world's third largest enterprise after drugs and weapons, and it's the fastest growing. Let me ask you this, Deb. Why would sex trafficking be more profitable than drug sales? I know you're sitting down. (laughs) I want to tell tell our listening office that you're, you're sitting down, and I want our audience to sit down. The reason that commercial sex trafficking is more profitable than drug sales, how many times can you sell a gram of cocaine? Once. How many times can you sell a little girl or a little oh boy? Oh, my gosh. 20, 30 times a night. It's, it's, this is an illness, and we need to address it. And, Deb, we've got to talk about it so people know about it. As parents, we need to take that parental responsibility, and we really need to hold on to it. We need to know who are our children engaging with, where are our children going, what electronic devices do they have. Our children think that they're safe when they're texting. Right. But if they're texting... That's the beginning of a relationship. And if they develop a relationship where they feel loved, then that hole in the heart that my Maddie Boone talks about is being filled by that relationship. And they're the ones that are vulnerable 
right. to run away or to get off the bus on their way home and to be captured or to be at the mall with their friends. And and, and think about this, too, that it's uh, – I can't think of the statistic off the top of my head, David. You might know that a large percentage of um, – child exploitation is done by people the children know, you know, or come across in their daily lives. And I don't know if you heard um, Aaron Marin's story on TLC last night, but it's going to be hosted on the TLC website, and it was fantastic. And she talks about two different um, times in her life when she was abused. The first one was when she was age six, and then she came forward later about the second abuser but it took her a while to be able to talk about it at age six. And both of these were either family members or people she was around and knew. So, you know, th- that's a good, you know, it's hard to listen to, but that's a good um, well show to listen to for our audience to understand that this isn't just about children being abducted. It's about people around us that we would not recognize thank you for bringing that up but they the predators recognize who is vulnerable they can see which families are vulnerable they work their way in and develop trust within the family so here here's here's what you need to think about first you're exactly right there is a relationship now the relationship could be long-standing the relationship could be short-standing the relationship can be that good-looking 17 year old articulate man that was at the mall that walked up to that 11 or 12 or 13 year old girl last weekend when she was with her friends going to the movie and our children think it's perfectly okay to start texting them because it's safe but it's not safe because it's beginning of the relationship and that leads to the problems that you're talking about but also a thing that you're talking about that's very important is that i've i've now in the course of our clause the civil lawyers against world sex slavery i've interviewed 30 um, victims, 30 survivors mm-hmm. of, of this trade and business. And it is not unusual for me to hear that they were first abused at age six, seven years old, and that they were abused by someone of trust in their family relationship or in their neighborhood. And I'm not trying to scare people, but I'm trying to remind you that we need to know who our children are with, what are they doing. Right. Because it can be the predator that lives in the neighborhood. Right. It can be the predator that met them and started a relationship either at high school or at the mall. Yeah. But it really, what it, what you're talking about is the exploitation through that development of the relationship, and that's important. And I think that's kind of a good lead-in for us to let my brother talk a minute about September the 24th in our event because he's got us teed up to watch a full feature movie. Wow. The Atlanta, the Atlanta Dream Center and Pastor Paul Palmer brought that to us. And my brother has put it together in a gala. Yeah, so we're I can't have wait a- to see that. And this is going to be a great event. And if 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 last week's turnout at Capitol Grill is any indication, people are ready for this and you're going to have a huge turnout and a lot of support. So, David, why don't you explain what the gala is all about? Well, the gala is really introducing Claws to uh, the metro area because really we're starting in Atlanta, even though we say world. You know, what we looked at and saw is our own hometown was one of the worst places in the country. It's a $290 million industry in Atlanta, Georgia, bigger than guns and drugs in Atlanta. Wow. Um, but back to the point, our gala is to, again, introduce what we're doing and using the civil side of the courthouse to empower these victims and educate. You know, we have a trumpet of things we say we want to do. One is to educate 
bring awareness to the public. The second is to legislate. You know, we're, we're behind in some areas in, in the state of Georgia on laws, but we're making a lot of, of headway. There's been a couple of things passed last year, and hopefully next year some other things will pass. Yeah, this last year we got a lot of traction. We did, had, with the Hidden Predator Act right. and uh, Rachel's Law. Did you law. see the turnout at um, the big venue where Sam Mullins and... Um, Renee Unterman spoke yes. in a packed room, purple scarves, purple ties on the men, wow. and it was an exciting event. I mean, I absolutely for something that so many of us know so little about to see an, an enormous event facility packed like that and the activity around the Capitol and the media was fantastic. Well, you've named two Georgia champions, and I, I thank you for that, and I think you should name them again, but Sam Olin and Renee Unterman. Yes. God bless them. And we have a couple of other champions, and I don't mean to leave anybody out, but we are very thankful to have at least a groundswell developing in Georgia where people are willing to listen to this. And what my brother was just touching on was this. The courthouse has two sides. It has the criminal side and it has the civil side. On the criminal side, those are wrongs against the state. The civil side are wrongs between individuals. It's what we call the dispute resolution aspect. If we can have the state of Georgia develop its civil laws so that we can hold wrongdoers economically responsible, any business requires customers, any business requires exchange of money. If we can take the fun out of it, we can take the money out, money out of it, and our social scientists teach us that this is a very risk-reward balanced business, mm. and if we increase the risks, the demand will go down. That's, and if I'm we take out shaking the, my head, we need to make the risk go through the roof. We do. Absolutely. And that's a criminal risk and a civil risk. If you're if you are someone with jingle in your pocket and you're at risk of losing that jingle because of your predatory tactics, stealing the youth from our youth, abusing our children, commercial exploitation of children, and if we can develop that to where we can mobilize the civil side of the courthouse to address that wrong Deb, in your life, in my brother's lifetime and mine, the big part of social change for women's rights, civil rights, voters' rights, safer workplace, safer drugs, prescribed drugs, safer drugs, over-the-counter drugs, safer automobiles, safer products. That's all come from the civil side of the courthouse. That's correct. And if we can develop the civil side of the courthouse and focus it on this particular horrible illness in our society, sexual predators on our children, we need to let our children grow up. Yes. Well, you're my hero, David. That I am so relieved that you get it around civil litigation. Like I said, this is, this is part of the reason that I built the platform, My Advocate Center, and developed the radio show is to uplift professionals like yourself and organizations like Claws. So um, let's touch base about the event a little bit more. It's on September 24th. 24th. And what well, time? It will be begin at 5.30. It's on a Thursday. And again, it's built around showing of this film called Eight Days, which is a reenactment of something that truly happened in Dallas, Texas. A very affluent young lady, 15 years old, was tricked and coerced and then kidnapped mm. into sex slavery. And it's really about her mother's efforts to free her because the first thing that happened was they didn't believe her. Let her come back. Give her 48 hours. Statistically, we know that one in three girls that run away, within 48 hours, they've been abducted or brought into the trade, the industry. 
And let me just take one second there. My brother and I often talk about girls, Deb, but I want to remind you, 15% of the victims are boys. Right. And there's actually a premium on the street, as sick as it seems. There's a premium on the street for little boys. Believe it or not, the most sought-after escort in the United States is a 12-year-old boy. And we need to be very careful about that. Also, I will tell you that in certain circumstances and certain places in the world, we have there are doctors that will medically certify a young woman to be a virgin, and there's a premium that's put on oh that my goodness. of nineteen to thirty nine thousand dollars as a premium. So we need to work through it. But you know, Deb, on the I want to tell you about that. My brother's got this gala set up beautifully. The Atlanta History Center, God bless them, they are our venue. The Buckhead Capitol Grill in Buckhead has adopted CLAWS as a part of their community outreach program. And they're going to feed us at the Atlanta History (gasps) Center that night. Wow. And Murphy's of Virginia Highlands, and people that haven't been around Atlanta, Murphy's is one of our fine destination food and drink. It's a community establishment. It's true community restaurant run by Tom Murphy, who's Mm -hmm. just a delightful individual. And Murphy's at Virginia Highlands has adopted us, and they're going to provide the wines for our gala. See, this is the perfect event. Everybody's pitching in, and how perfect that it's at the Atlanta History Center, because we're changing history. We are. Oh, uh, when I you. saw that, the venue and what you're doing, I said, this is it. We are changing history. Thank we, you we for don't, that. We're not looking back anymore. We're looking forward. We know what we need to do. And when I asked you the other day, you know, what are we looking to raise? I mean, surely we can raise a million dollars at this gala. That, I mean, I, and I, I was doing some, you know, breaking down over the weekend because I haven't, I have a sense, you know, I'm not an attorney, but I have a sense of what litigation costs. Right. And it's an expensive game to play, Deb. I promise you that. Absolutely. So, you know, let's just say on the low end, we were talking about $20,000 worth of expenses. That's not, attorney time that's expensive that's out of pocket that's out of pocket to carry right you know a survivor through a court case and then there's all the counseling that goes involved so twenty thousand dollars i believe is very modest to and and we need we have how many survivors yeah my 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 experience says that you're exactly on track and let me just try to put this in perspective because my brother's been working hard to try and run the business like a business and we've recently God bless her. We've got a new CPA who's a volunteer on our board, and she's actually doing our books and receiving our funds. Her expertise as a CPA is in charitable foundations, and we are a 501c3 IRS-recognized charity. But what you're talking about is the vision that my brother and I have for CLAWS. The vision for CLAWS is to be able to go to all of my friends in the legal community throughout the nation and ask them, call them up and say, hey, Deb, this is David Boone, and I'm not asking you for money this time, but would you try a lawsuit for us in your local venue? We're going to give you the client. We're going to give you the law. We're going to give you the pleadings. We're going to give you the money that you need to file the lawsuit. We're going to give you the experts. We're going to give you the funds to pay your experts. We're going to give you the things that you need in the courtroom. And we're going to do that because my brother's running the business like a business. We have to raise our funds to do things. All of us at Claws are volunteers. We don't take a dime, but we re- reinvest it. And I have a cute story for you to just take one minute, and that is that within the last two months, we had one of our survivors come, and I talked to him for a while. And she was as cute as she could be, and she told the story that you were telling a moment ago about 
her first abuse was at age six, and it was. But then she'd been caught up in the governmental aspects and put in a foster home, and she'd been abused there, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And then she was placed with another family member as a result of a litigation contest, but once again, she was abused. And so as a result of that abuse and a result of that legal placement, she was required to take that abuser's name. Mm. And when she came to me at age 26 years old and we had a conversation, do you know what we were able to do at Clause Deb? What? Our Clause staff attorney, Brittany Conklin, prepared a petition for name change. That's great. One of our wonderful Clause volunteers in Cobb County walked it through the courthouse. And this little girl who's a survivor, who's 26, was restored to her birth name. We restored her birth name because Claus had the legal skills to do it. We had the volunteers to do it. And my brothers raised the money so that we could pay the filing fees and those kinds of things. Deb, I like to talk about it this way. It's a big problem and it can sweep us all out. But no, it doesn't have to. That's right. The forest fire starts from the single match. So let's us be the match. And thank you for inviting us down here this morning to talk about what I think is the biggest social problem present in America. It's the thing that can tear the fabric of our families and our society. Absolutely. Thank you for being here, Rich. Yes, I just want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Pro Advocate Radio with uh, your host, I was going to say Deb, Deb Boone, <laughs> Debbie Boone, but that's, that's another. We'll take her. Yeah. Um, and uh, for My Advocate Center, you're the uh, founder. And uh, tell us a little bit about My Advocate Center. My Advocate Center was founded in 2011. It's a Georgia nonprofit corporation. We're not a 501c3 at the moment. We, we have a slightly different business plan. We're a social enterprise. So our focus is not on profit, but on the impact that we have. And the way that we work is by pulling together different industries and professionals and encouraging pro bono work. So it's very complementary to what you're doing with CLAWS. Um, but we, we have a variety of professionals from financial, psychological, legal, law enforcement, private investigators, um, all types of people, even people in the real estate and in the insurance business who are involved in helping families transition through conflict, reduce conflict, because the focus needs to be on the children and on preserving the family's resources for the benefit of their children. That's right. And what you're doing, Deb, and what we're trying to do is healthy people need to make healthy partnerships. That's and right. what you're doing is reaching out to make healthy partnerships. What Claus is doing, Boone and Stone, I still have a day job. Right, and Bill yeah. and Boone and Stone is my law practice, and my dear partner, B- Bill Stone, puts up with me when I get involved <laughs> with my Claus activities. And we try lawsuits, and that's what we do. But Boone and Stone is a, is a founder of Claus economically. I've spent a tremendous amount of my time. My brother is a genius in the commercial real estate marketing business and he has volunteered over 50 percent of his available time in the last 12 months to getting claws up and running and run like a business and you're doing it right and that's what it's it that's what it's taking so i can relate with my advocate center i mean it's you're all in seven days a week and making sacrifices (laughs) you didn't even fat you couldn't fathom we're going to need to be made but thank goodness we have a lot of smart really good people around us. We have technology, we have social media, we have a motivated law enforcement body, you know, throughout Georgia. So um, 
So we're on Pro Advocate Radio, and our listeners, um, you know, right now, if you go to ProAdvocateRadio.com, you can hear us live, and we're on the Business Radio X platform in Buckhead. So after the show, we'll turn this into a podcast, and it will actually air kind of on a rotating basis throughout the Business Radio X network. So the reach that we're getting is going to be a lot bigger than just the listeners we have right right this moment. But by the way, thank you listeners for tuning in. This oh, is too, and please go online to usclause.org. And you've, Deb, you've talked about these smart people that are involved. If they'll click on the board of directors, my brother's got some tabs on the website where you can see who is volunteering to be partnerships with us. And thank you for volunteering to be partnership with Absolutely. us, too. Absolutely. You have an impressive board, and you have a beautiful gala coming up at the Atlanta History Center. So we remind everyone Tell us again, the date, Deb. 924. There September you go. September 24th, Atlanta History Center. You can go online to um, reserve your seats. You can donate. Donate online. You can email and volunteer. And we also have quite an alliance of organizations, um, and we can name off some of those. And we're not going to be able to cover everybody, but from Out of Darkness, Wellspring Living, right. Street Grace, Tapestry. And we have a silent auction that's being put together. Oh, good. And we have a lot of community support. We've got some nice dinners and some wines that are being auctioned. We have some, I, I, I want to tell you, it's kind of an interesting thing, but Sam Olin has agreed to, and Camilla Wright have been, uh, they are our honorary hosts for the organization. <gasps> Fantastic. We're, yeah, we're delighted. But I'll tell you that, that at my request, Sam Olin has allowed us to auction an evening with the Attorney General. And one of our lovely restaurants in the Buckhead area has offered a dinner with wines to accompany that gift. And my dear friend down in New Orleans with Commander's Palace, who is the wine guy at Commander's Uh Palace, they have sent up a beautiful dinner with the wine guy at Commander's Palace at no cost, and it's going to be one of our silent auction items. I might be bidding on that. Well, that would be great. And I'll tell you something, a lot of our listeners might have something that they can think of that they would donate to us because my brother is working hard to try and pull together more items to be available for the silent auction bidding. That's great. And I'm seeing that. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your team and what's going into building clause right now? Well, it's, it's, it's David said, it's all volunteers at this point. There are principally four of us at this point, but uh, we have um, a, a number of volunteers, both from the legal side and from uh, the civic side and from all over. Um, but back to our event, you know, we're calling this event Now That We Know, and, and the theme comes from a quote from a British legislator in the 1830s. His name was William Wilberforce. And he was really one of the first abolitionists and almost single-handedly got the British government to outlaw slavery. And consequently, slavery began to, to fall in the world, first in France, then ultimately here in the United, United States. But he, he had a wonderful quote. He said, you may choose to turn your head, but never again can you say, I didn't know. And that's part of what we're trying to do is get people to understand this problem now that we know this is what we'll do. And it's a call to action from us. So everyone can do a part. And, you know, there's a number of great, what we call NGOs, non-governmental organizations out there that are saving and helping the victims. But we want to reach out and cut the supply, I mean, the demand down for this supply. And, and by using the civil side of the courthouse and going after these guys and making the risk 
more paramount in their minds, we think we can put a dent into this. So. And the positive consequence, Deb, will be a reduction in, in terrorism in the United States because it's through these activities in the darkness where terrorism grows. Absolutely. And we need to make certain that we nip these things in the bud, that we kill them and kill them dead. And I know my brother wants to take a minute and thank some of the folks that are working Please with do. us. Please do. Well, you know, Pastor Paul at the Atlanta Dream Center, I think part of the whole genesis for David and myself is that we met Pastor Paul through a, through a mutual friend and actually went out with Pastor Paul and the Out of Darkness uh, team one Friday night. Princess night. Princess night. And it turned it from being an abstract thing to absolutely seeing these young ladies on the streets and seeing the predators out there, seeing the handlers. And I remember walking away that night with chill bumps on my skin and saying, David, you know, it's gone from the abstract to the real. We know it's here. Now what do we do? And I, I kept hearing my father say, you know, for evil to grow, good men do nothing. And uh, again, I'm not a lawyer, but I do have communication skills, and, uh, and that's what I'm doing to help this cause. Yeah. But we want to reach out and thank the Dream Center. We want to thank the Atlanta History Center and Murphy's and uh, the Capitol Grill. Joy Pugh has been tremendous in helping us get this going. Awesome. David, um, tell me a little bit about your background, marketing communications, because this, I think this is, for me, one of the solutions is having people who know how to put together the right messaging and how to connect with an audience. Well, my, my background is all commercial real estate or resorts, multifamily, office buildings. And what we've done over the course of the years, Lester and Associates, 30 years, we, we've helped in many... Oh, he'll uh, understate his... Gr- yeah. I'll tell you something. Yeah. All we need to do, Deb, is go in his office and look at the buildings that you and I know that we drive by every single day. Right. And he did them. He advertised them. He pre-sold them. He helped the developers get through the bumps and bruises of the last 40 years. He's really done a remarkable job for them. And he's now, God bless him, he's donated those talents to help us get claws up and running and be recognized. First, you've got to recognize the problem for what it is. And a quick analogy, if you don't mind, again, a good doctor, first thing when you go in the good doctor's office, they've got to do is use all of their knowledge, skill, training, experience to have a proper diagnosis. And once they get that proper diagnosis, they have to go to the science-based analysis of the disease. And they have to learn what do they have that will actually make a difference. And at Claws, what we're trying to do is put our arms around the problem so that we can properly define the problem, take out the mythology, get rid of the old wives' tales, know what the real solutions are, go to the legislature and work with them, use the existing civil laws and work with them, and knock this thing down one bug at a time. And that's what we're working on. And you have the talent, and that was when I was looking at your website and looking at your background and just meeting you, I could tell. I said, these are successful people who are really smart and who have a tremendous amount of willpower and staying power. And you can see by the people around you at Capitol Grill and with on your website and the people that you're associated with that you're not going to take no for an answer. You're not going to back down. And it is going to take a lot of money. So we're going to keep reminding people about donating and joining and helping you expand your reach on social media. But please um, check out the website usclaws.org and join the gala and come in and bid and 
bit aggressively. Everyone can help us. I, <laughs> yes. Everyone. I'll tell you, we need your talents, we need your time, and we need your funds and your support. There's no question about it. And also, because of our listening audience, I just want to remind you of something my brother told me, because my brother and I grew up together, and, and we raised our kids together. And my brother reminded me not too long ago when we were first talking about this that we are the graying generation, and there is going to be a tremendous wealth transfer as us baby boomers start to leave the earth. And what my brother said was this. He said, what is our legacy going to be? And what we've decided to do is to donate our time, donate our money, use our knowledge, our skill, our training, and our background to try to address what my brother and I think is the number one social illness that can tear America apart. It is. We all need to work on it together. That is the legacy. And I, I'm going to, we'll, we will all keep inviting more people to, um, please do. We have venue that, uh, God bless the Atlanta History yeah, Center. Yeah. We have a venue of 400. Okay. And let's pack it. We need let's to pack it. Let's pre-sell it. Let's sell it out. Sell it out and be looking for the next date because this is, I mean, it, this is just too important. Like you said, this is the number one social problem. And I personally have seen children um, at different stages and have seen what they do to themselves because they can't cope with the trauma. Right. And I have, I've also seen abused children watch what happens in courtrooms. Yes, ma'am. I have sat in the hallway with a girl waiting for the judge's ruling and then stood and watched her listen to the judge release her and give her a second chance at life. So and she the could predators get the- know, Deb, the predators know the weaknesses of which you speak. And it is amazing. And they pounce and they yes. take they take full advantage and it has a profit motive and we need to kill it. Right. So I'm going to tell you this girl, when the judge ruled to free her from her abuser and gave her permission to get medical treatment. And I mean, you can't, I want to see more of this. I mean, it, it, this will never leave my mind, but seeing her, the relief wash over her and to see her collapse in tears in relief and joy that the court got it. And we need more advocacy in the courtrooms. So lawyers, paralegals, wherever you are. Dentists, doctors, we need you. All Yes, we need so many types of professionals. But um, And a very quick, quick, quick note for you, Deb. Last Tuesday in my office, I had another interview. And, and as I said, I've interviewed maybe 30 survivors. It's darling. And these gals, mostly gals, I've interviewed some men also. But they come from very, very difficult stories, stories that you and I can't fathom, but they're true. And you don't have repetitive stories that match like they do if they weren't true. But this cute little girl last Tuesday in my office at the end of the 90-minute interview, I asked her if I'd given her a chance to ask me any questions that she wanted. She said, I had. And I said, is there anything else that you want to say to me? And Deb, she looked at me and she said, Mr. Boone, she said, this is the first time in my 21 years of living. I have three children. I've been married four times. I've been abused since I was five years old. Mm. This is the first time in my 21 years of living that somebody treated me like a human being and I didn't feel like trash. That's what we need to do, Deb. We need to recognize these gorgeous creations for being what they are and we need to make sure that people stop stealing the youth from our youth. That ain't right. Yes. Amen. So I have a few other questions, and I'm going to remind our listeners that we're on Pro Advocate Radio, and we're 
at the Business Radio X studio in Buckhead and looking out over Atlanta where we're all coming to the realization that um, sex trafficking, child molestation, child abuse is rampant in our city. And, you know, my guests, David Boone and David Lester, we believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that if we pull together and we use all of our talents, resources, time, financial resources, that we can make an impact unlike any impact ever seen with this problem. And we're going to set the example here in Atlanta and in Georgia. And we're going to all 50 states. Deb. In all 50 states. And all of the, there are so many great organizations and people doing really hard work in this arena. And if we pull together and support each other, we'll be that much more effective. Right. And we are a civil resource center. We're not law enforcement. We don't do anything in the law enforcement area without a special request for maybe some research or maybe to run an errand. But we're not in law enforcement. We don't condone the people that pretend to be in law enforcement. We are mm -hmm. thankful for the attorney general and his right arm, Kamala Wright. We're very thankful for them, and we're thankful for you and for the people that are helping America, Georgia, and the city of Atlanta to open their eyes to a real problem. And if we all work together, like my brother said, if we all work together, we can make a change. Absolutely. So I'm going to remind our listeners that um, you can reach me on myadvocatecenter.com. Go to the contact page. If you have a case or situation that you want to share the details of, and, and David, there are going to be some cases that will come through My Advocate Center and where we can filter and see that there's that type of issue going on, we'll forward those cases to you. And and the same thing with advocates. People reach out and say, I want to help. How do I help? So right. the people who are trained and specialized and wanting to help in this arena will forward them to you. And if they need um, law enforcement, you know, we have, a, we have wonderful law enforcement in Georgia, and we have some terrific law enforcement in the FBI has a has a sting uh, uh, operation. I'm not staying. They have a uh, center that they've set up here in Atlanta, and so if you need law enforcement, call law enforcement. But if you have a civil issue, we are a resource center, and we can help sort through those things. Right. And so between the two of us, we're going to be talking a lot about counseling and housing and you know healthcare. There's there's a lot of ground to cover in seeing these kids get what they need and young adults. You know and um, there will, I think we'll be posting some more about the legislation and what's coming yeah. up later this year. But just to remind your listeners, um, our, our listeners and your audience, um, usclaws.org and your social media is active. So on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, please everyone follow them on LinkedIn, Twitter and engage in the conversations that are going on online. It makes a big difference when you do. I have to laugh at you just or laugh with you just for a second because you can see my gray hair and the listeners can't. <laughs> right. But I didn't even know what it meant. But one of our one of our uh, darling volunteers told us the other day that we had to tell people to like us on Facebook. I didn't even know what it meant. My daughters had to laugh and they had to set us up. Oh, it, it's time to ramp up your social media because this is how a lot of people learn um, through email newsletters exactly. that they can share through Facebook. Great, and you have wonderful graphics. You've done a great job with your brochures. And I'm sitting here. I'm looking at purple and white and black and a beautiful logo for Claws. And I also wanted to point out, um, in like I said, there's too many organizations to list right here, but we'll be referencing them on the website. But 
you know, we talked about how a lot of um, abused children come out of violent homes. And there's a great organization on the North End um, at the Jewish Community Center. And I mean, I know a lot about them and I've run into them at the Capitol a lot. And you'll meet um, you'll meet them there as well. But Shalom Bayit means peace in the home. So if you're listening right now and you're dealing with a violent situation at home and you're trying to figure out what are the steps to get free from this and you're looking to protect your children in the process, um, Shalom Bayit is one of the organizations that you can reach out to and they, they do a really nice job of protecting people who need to come get counseling. You know, the front doors are locked. You, it's it's open to the public, but it's not. It's a safe place to go get counseling. And, Deb, you and I know this, but a lot of our listeners don't. But the number one thing that social science teaches us is that education is the biggest inoculation against abuse. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to do some follow-up shows on this. So we have a couple more minutes. Um, I'd like to circle back around to what's on the, um, the homepage of your website. I was mesmerized and in shock, that type of mesmerized, it was, you know, just if you sit and look at these facts and figures, they're kind of overwhelming. But it, even though I've been, I, I had Renee Unterman on the show, Senator Unterman. She's darling and, and she, very helpful. What I a gift to Georgia. speechless in half of that show with what she was teaching us. Um, Tammy Kennedy is yes, an ma'am. author. Have you met Tammy Kennedy? Um, you'll meet her soon. She has wonderful books for children. Um, she's a survivor herself. So she, she knows how to talk to them and how to write in a way that they can listen and heal and yeah, wonderful books. Um, so Tammy was on the show and again, I'm learning so much. I know Rich is sitting here shaking his head. Like, Yeah. I saw some of the stats and I was going to ask you that and follow up question, but it's just, it, it's shocking, sad. It's I, I couldn't believe some of the numbers that, uh, the I mean, from uh, how much money per kid, and then the lifespan. Uh, um, I mean, it's just, it's. I, mean, Rich I don't is, know if you can share some of those off the top of your head, but I have them right okay, here in yeah. front of me. Yeah, Rich, this is a sickness in the darkness, and until we bring it out, people won't recognize and they won't know to look for it. Right. But you're exactly right. And the life expectancy of a child who's drafted into commercial sexual exploitation is only seven years because they die from murders, from being beaten, from being shot. They die from drug overdoses. And unfortunately, but here this is open your eyes, they have a disproportionately high suicide rate because they're being compelled to do things that are completely abhorrent to what their natural yeah, they're the thoughts tra- are. The trauma alone, and and we're starting to learn more about post-traumatic stress exactly. disorder. But, I mean, these kids are walking around with P- full-blown PTSD, Absolutely. and they don't understand what's happening to them, let, you know, let alone how to ask for help because the shame is so overwhelming. And that's where Aaron Marin's story was so great last night. And the the... The <laughs> what was happening on social media last night as people were watching the show was really incredible. Um, people learning how to use their voice, including children. Um, so, David Lester, would you 
do you know the some of the facts and figures off the top, home page of your website, or would you like me to read them? Well, read them on. I mean, they, they, we change that periodically, okay. but uh, they're, they're, they're frightening. This is what I, this is and what we I, cite them to everything, Deb. So whatever right. Deb's about to tell you, listening audience, I want you to know I'm trained as a trial lawyer and I've got no, four, <laughs> near forty years experience. What Deb's about to tell you has a source, and the source is recognized. My brother did a beautiful job of footnoting things. The source is recognized. So what Deb's about to tell you is from published. Yeah, this is not opinion. This is not theory. This is this is real. Trafficking generates nine point five billion, probably closer to ten billion in the United States alone. Approximately three hundred thousand kids are at risk of being prostituted in the United States. You know, this is at any time. Um, someone who is um, operating in the business as a pimp can make 150 to 200 thousand per year. That's just with four to six children per kid. Per kid, they yeah. can make that much money. Yeah. So if they have four to six children, that's a lucrative. Math. Do the math. <laughs> um, you know, we we need to get better at identifying who these people are and shutting them down. And that's what you're doing. The average life expectancy is seven years after entering the trade. That's not work, work life, Deb. That is life life. That right. is time before they die. So if a 12-year-old enters the, the what you're saying average is their goes average, to they, they will not live past And the ones that survive past that, Deb, what we learned from social science is that this is a, a generationally propagating problem. Right. So what we see is that people that were abused then teach others and it's, we have some wonderful survivors who are very helpful. And I've been impressed, as as my brother. Some of the survivors, they are the quickest people to turn around and stick their hand out and help someone out of the darkness. That's good. So they're it's learning very we have lovely. to break the cycle yes. here. So these kids are forced to have sex 20 to 48 times per day. The average age for starting in the trade is 13 to 14. Isn't that sick? It's, it is sick. Um, 7,200 men account for 8,700 paid sex acts each month in Georgia Georgia alone, alone Deb. And Our home state. Remember, too, the handlers in Atlanta, Georgia, are the most profitable in the country. $33,000 a week hmm. is what they're taking. Uh, you know, it's interesting, um, going off track here for a minute, but we're, we're trained to look at websites and to know where... Um, sex offenders, you know, they have to register as a sex offender. So you can kind of look on a map and see where they are, but you can't see where these other people are. No, no. they're not required yet. So we have um, just a couple minutes left here. So I'm going to, um, this is hard stuff to read, but we need to say this out loud. 92% of the children who are in the sex trade want to exit, but they can't due to lack of health care, money, education, legal services, and other resources. So let's say this again, 92%. And Deb, what we found at Claws is the number of the girls that, that we have uh, counseled, and don't forget 15% of the boys, but a le- number of them that we've counseled, once they try to voluntarily exit the industry, I hate to call it that, but that's what it is, they are chased by the people it's they used dangerous. to work. right. right. They're chased by the customers, they're chased by their co-workers, and they're chased by their handlers. Well, now they're, they're witnesses to crimes. And their money. And their money. So, um, yeah, I, I'm very um, motivated to get in touch with a lot of retired 
um, law enforcement officers and veterans right. and see how we can engage. Yes, that's conversation. Well, bring them over. Right. I'll host a meeting okay. anytime you want. Let's do it. So when asked, these survivors say that 42% of them need legal assistance. So thank you, David and David, for putting clause together, which is civil lawyers against world sex slavery, starting right here in Atlanta. And please join us on September 24th at the Atlanta History Center. Please go to usclause.org, donate, register as a volunteer, get involved. And if you have any questions for me, please visit myadvocatecenter.com. And thank you for listening to Pro Advocate Radio. You guys have been terrific guests, and thank you for the hard work that you're doing. Thank you for investing in this. Thank you, Deb. Thank you for inviting us to to talk about this darkness that we need. We'll have you back on soon. This show is brought to you by My Advocate Center, the voice for families and family law advocates. Learn more at myadvocatecenter.com. Hey, you. Are you ready? Grab your pack, grab your tent, grab your gear. Jump in. We're going on an adventure. In Arizona, there's so much to see, so much to experience. At GCU, adventure is never too far away. Offering over 200 academic programs with a Christian worldview and nestled in the heart of Phoenix, you can earn your degree in fewer than four years and explore everything Arizona has to offer. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash azroadtrip. There's nothing better for your health than good sleep. That's why Haverty's Furniture has partnered with the Scott Brothers to offer Scott Living Mattresses, now $250 off. Expect no pressure, just support from the Haverty's Sleep Experts. Tap now or visit Haverty's.com. 